welcome M456 podcast. Gary Black, my cohort in crime. John McAllister is probably putting out fires. Who knows what the hell he's doing today? Oh, he's saving the world. He's saving the world, but we've got my bride back. You want to watch this on video, guys? I'm telling you, we just did a podcast on Purpose of a Man. Purpose of a Man. Lisa teaches this uh, in our leadership school when we had it for a week at a time. It was the kids' most favorite time. Some of the girls would get upset when she would start talking about toxic masculinity versus toxic femininity, which I think there's way more of going on on the planet right now, especially in America. Uh, but a purpose of a man as a foundational um Adam was foundation. Foundation. We're foundation. And we we hit that on the last podcast. If you didn't listen to that, go watch it on patreon.com slash Gary and Lisa Black or just on M456 on everything. It's on Spotify and Apple and all the stuff. I wanted to do a part two because we we started talking after the podcast about this issue of toxic masculinity mm -hmm. and your thoughts on it and kind of the breakdown of what you've seen of that. And so Lisa Marie is back with us, part two. Yeah. Hi, babe. Hi. You look good in Thank coral. Thank you. You're looking pretty good too in your black. I know. My hair is Chacol. on point today. Come on. I know. <laughs> um, no, we. it was just like such a big catchphrase about 10 years ago. I think it was when we were in Spain and even Gillette and some of the big companies were coming out with these commercials that were saying, you know, boys will be boys and kind of really speaking down to men and, and presenting them as big, dumb blobs who were just recreating their big dumb blobness to the next generation. And <clears throat> now we have this complete identity crisis. Yes. And I blame Gillette. <laughs> That's hilarious. Now I want to say this, and I said this on the last podcast, I, you know, I've been reading and gone through this book now one, and I'm just starting to go through it for a second time, returning of the gods. It's the, the dark Trinity, right? We had Baal, Ishtar, and Moloch uh, in the ancient days with Israel. And um, the main objective, uh, it does much more than this, of Baal is to take down any nation that's birthed in God. Mm. So now this dark trinity has come back to America because we opened the doors back up in the 1960s, late 50s and 60s. And in 65, Stonewall happened in New York City. It's fascinating. You've got to read this book or listen to it. Um, but we've opened the door back up to the the dark trinity yeah. in the in America, yeah. and now it's not just come back; it's coming back seven times stronger. The parable that Jesus teaches is not about people; it's about nations. That when when somebody is clean, the 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 devil run goes to and fro in the desert looking for somewhere to, to have a home, mm -hmm. and it comes back to the original house and brings seven of its buddies. So it's eight times worse. And so we can see in the Old Testament the you know the kids that were killed all the time, the firstborn Babies. sons, and now our 60 million uh, people that have been murdered in the United States um, are babies. And so this has come back a lot stronger and it is a so true strong. identity issue. And we fuel it with words like toxic, mm -hmm. masculinity or femininity. Mm -hmm. And so give us kind of your thoughts on that and what you've seen and what that looks like. Well, it is truly an identity crisis because if if a man doesn't know what it means to be a man and he doesn't know his purpose and he's living in this current time, this is a very difficult time, I think, to be men. And I get to say this because I'm a woman. <laughs> I mean, it's always been difficult to be human, right? And we have had absolute thousands and thousands of years where women were lured over, abused, treated like property, treated like slaves. Jesus 
Christ stood in the gap of that is a rabbi. He was not supposed to look at women, talk to women, or teach women. And what did he do? He did all of them. He touched them. He looked at them. He taught them. And if you really study, which I'm only hanging out in the red letters this year, I told you I'm not doing any Old Testament. I'm not doing anything else. I'm only listening to what Jesus said for this next year. He went out of his way to see the women and the women were the most consistent in his life. Yes. His mother, Mary Magdalene, they were there, birth, life, ministry. The women that supported him. I always think like, Mary Magdalene, God bless her. Like she probably, Jesus is out teaching. It's 150 degrees. And she probably is the one that said, honey, I think you need to sit under this tree for a minute. Let me get you some water and a sandwich. And he was like, I need water and a sandwich. And these smelly, hairy disciples could care less that I need water. I mean, you do, you do need some of this feminine nurturing your whole life. And we need the masculine strength. Yes. And there's nothing sexier the masculine strength. Yes. We love, what do we want? Extraction with Chris Hemsworth. Yes. Yes. I mean, there's so many tones in that, that movie of fathering and marriage and being a man, but man, he was down and out and he fought to go back to the front lines. Yes. That's what masculinity That's what masculinity does. And if you're looking at masculinity as this is this thing that's going to Lord over me or tell me what to do, or or abuse me then of course that's going to be a, a a negative toxic thing but the true meaning of masculinity the way that god designed it in adam as our example was he goes first into battle and whoever's in the front line is going to get the most arrows yes that's how i see you with our family right well and again we, we said we talked about it but it's a boy looks when they hear toxic masculinity, they internalize it. Yes. So I'm doing something wrong. I'm off. I'm just going to stay in my cave and keep playing video games and looking at porn. I'm not even going to deal with these women. Well, because I well I don't know how to. Right. I There's, don't even have the skills. Why would to deal I want to? And why would I fight this war? Right. I'm going to go fight a fake war on the TV that yeah. I can win. Absolutely. And it's not going to hurt me. Well, and I can stay and look at naked women, and they're not going to fight back. <laughs> they're not going to tell me what a piece of shit I am. Right. And so that's where our generation is. Wait, that's are there a stuff. lot of naked women fighting? <laughs> no, no. I'm saying that if I'm a boy and I'm looking at that, right. You don't have to buy her dinner as a man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I hear toxic masculinity, it fires me up. So I poke at it. I, I want to go. I want to go there. Cause you're a man. Well, okay. I'm a man and I'm, maybe I shouldn't poke as sometimes as hard as I do, but it, 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 it inflames something in me. And I think it's my spirit of even that word right and again men have been pigs and abusive and all the things all through history but there are really good men who fear god who love their life their their wives like christ loved the church and they're fighting for their families even when their families don't care if they're fighting for them they're still fighting for them right which i kind of love right i kind of love that this is like that is the quietness in men that we need to respect more is that when a man goes into a self-imposed cave, it's because he's processing something or he's trying to work something out or he's trying to come up with solutions or he's scared. I think as women, we need to celebrate you going into your cave and serve you in your cave. We just want you to come back out at some point. Yeah. And and we, and we said that, right? So, so you can be a partner in yeah, this, but if as us. a man, you're going into your cave yeah. and you're bringing your addictions with you and you're the numbing things to yourself. numb you. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's not a good cave to go into. And you cannot be left in there with your own thoughts. That's Elijah wanting to kill himself 
after Jezebel says, you know, all the things. You guys there was know, no one in there to speak truth to him. There's nobody to speak truth. Yeah. If I don't invite the Trinity in with me, if I don't get to invite Jesus in to say, lead with love, you're, you're okay. If I don't get to bring the Father in and say, Father, I don't say, please help me. I say, Father, Father me in this. I need to process. I don't even know what I'm processing sometimes, most of the time. I know you don't. And then I need Holy Spirit to come and, and remind me of the power that I have. Remind me of what he's given me to make it through this life mm. on, on the planet under his anointing, right? So I've got to deal with the Trinity in my cave. If I'm dealing with my numbness stuff, so I'm good, in babe. big trouble or my isolation. That's so good. And so to me, that's the difference, Yeah. right? So what's the breakdown of toxic? The, the first breakdown is the identity crisis. The second breakdown is partnerships with women. Okay. Because how are how is a man or a boy that's been told that just his gender alone has made him toxic how is he going to become a partner with a woman because it is the women that are calling you toxic men are not calling other men toxic it's the women that are doing it so instantly you you've been told you're bad right just by being born with a penis you're bad <laughs> right so now you're up against that it's going to be much more difficult for you and I to link arms and say, I was created for a purpose. You were created for a purpose. Let's put them together and see what we can do on the earth. It just completely breaks that down. Wow. That's good. Yeah. And, and I know we've got a lot of marriages, young marriages that we deal with that are struggling, struggling because the men, they go to their porn, they go to their whatever, and the women don't know what to do and they get stuck. And we talked about that on the last, last podcast, but a lot of it is because of this breakdown of masculinity. Yeah. We're not allowed to be men. No, you're it's it's not celebrated, it is shamed. And then <laughs> what are our examples? Okay, so we can we I know it's super trendy right now to blame the older generation for everything, but it's kind of a waste of time. We have to always look at the older generation or history and learn from it. And if we're gonna stay stuck in saying our dads did this and this is why I drink all the time or this is why I'm angry, or this is why I punch my wife in the face. We've not evolved at all. Instead of looking at this woman was created with a unique purpose that is female. I was created with a unique purpose as a male and we're supposed to work together. So if I look over the past 23 years of our marriage, there's been a ton of beauty, a ton of amazing adventures, but ultimately what there has been is a partnership where we go to battle together. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been a lot of pain and a lot of hardship and we still stay in battle together. Yes. And I want to say this before we go on, because I'll forget working with the wild courage guys and shout out to Jeremy and doc and Brian, the boys, um, you're my hero. These, these cowboys can come into a barn and honestly, for the first time for many of them, they're allowed to sh share their vulnerability. They're allowed to share their story. They've been told their whole life, shut up. You're to be seen, not heard from. And their dads, you know, cowboys and their dads don't know how to be any other kind of dads. And so, she, and they think whatever they're doing is a million times better than what their dad did, right? Right. Like, yeah, exactly. It even happens with my boys, yeah, right? Our kids. Yeah. And so what, what I can say is men, you have permission to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You have permission to share your story, some of the hurt and some of the pain. You just don't have permission to stay stuck in it. Right. Right. You just don't get to stay stuck there. No, we need you to lead. I, I I heard a thing today and I want to say this. It's, you know, that that verse that scares everybody so bad when, you know, when we finally meet Jesus and he says, depart from me, I never knew you. You know, preachers like to scare everybody because they're going to hell somehow. And what that literally breaks down in meaning in Hebrew is that 
when you have unforgiveness in your heart, he, he can't know you. He only knows forgiveness. He went to the cross for forgiveness. Wow. So when we have unforgiveness in our hearts, he says, I don't know who you are. Oops. Right? So that's what how important this is to get to forgiveness. Forgive our the older generation. Forgive your dad. Forgive your mom and grow up and get healed in this thing because you don't want to keep passing that down. Well, also, if you do decide to stay stuck in blaming everyone else for what's happened to you, you literally will stay stuck. And the next generation is going to look at you and say, what a bitter old lady. Yes. What a grumpy old man. Well, and, and to me, you will have not advanced that's the kingdom at all. That's, exactly. Right. Yeah. Not being strong yeah. and standing up and being a man. Yeah. It's blaming and being weak and everybody, it's everybody else's issue. I, I wish they just, I mean, it's just, anyway, keep going. And this is why, because I know you tell stories about, oh, my wife, like we're going to go to Africa and she's like, well, I'll, all I have to do is pack my bags. Like, that's a great story. But the backstory of that is because you always humble yourself. Not that you don't make mistakes, not that you don't blow it, but you always come back to a place of humility. I can lead that. I will, I will follow that anywhere. It isn't about you having all the answers. It isn't about you always being the one that, that, that provides and protects and does everything. I'm your partner in that. But when you look at me and say like, I'm really not sure what to do here or quit spending so much money at Target. Like I, was tell, I told a young bride the other day, I was like, oh, it was a young husband. He's like, all the money goes to Target. I was like, well, dude, yeah. I mean, but I said- Well, not anymore. No, not anymore. <laughs> Stop goes it. to Walmart who now. Cares? Walmart so much better. <laughs> they said, you know what you should do is ask her to help you. Because when a man says to a woman, I need help with this, something rises up in us and says, Oh, I want to, I want to help with that. Mm. I don't want to be part of the problem. I want to be part of the solution. That's good. So I just want to get to the three things I always ask you. Yes. Okay. So Adam, born in the garden, as found or bar, born outside of the garden. Okay as a foundational being for, for culture, for family, wild. for everything, wild, wild Adam. We love him. Yes. So what's the first thing God gave Adam when you read Genesis? First of all, when he made mankind, he said, we'll make them in our image, male and female. We will make them. So we were created to either be male or female. Yes. And it used to be pretty easy to understand that apparently it's gotten more complicated, yes. but doctors just well, used to that's say, part of the it's a boy, the yeah. it's a girl. Yeah. But what's the first thing God gave Adam in the garden was his presence. Hmm. So God gave Adam God's presence. Yes. Okay. The first thing. Yeah. Second thing God gave him <clears throat> was his work. And we're going to say work slash purpose. purpose. Okay. So he knew, and first of all, men do need to work. Yeah. I think a man not working is dangerous, dangerous for thing. all of us. Yeah. 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 When you're in between projects, I'm like, oh God, give him the vision for the next one tonight while he's sleeping. <laughs> and then you wake up and you have a vision, like, whoop, let's go. <laughs> like until you catch your vision, I don't know how to serve your vision. Right. Right. So you have to have some type of you have to have work. You have to have a purpose. Yes. And because you know what your purpose is. I know how to serve your purpose and I also can be fully alive in mind. But I'll say if it comes with presence first, it's easy to go to work. I'm working from rest. There's a reason God did things in yes. order. Okay, number so. one, presence. Number two, his work and his purpose. Yep. He told him, this is who you are. This is what I created you to do. Right. And then he gave him a woman. Mm. And the thing that I think is always interesting is, you know, we deal with a lot of singles that are like, you know, where am I supposed to find this life partner that you seem to be celebrating so much? Well, 
first of all, if you're in his presence and you know your purpose, you are going to attract someone who also is in his presence and knows their purpose. Wow, that's good. And you can go into a partnership with that person very quickly. Mm. If we try to skip it, like I know a lot of women that are working real hard on their face and their body and their hair, but they're not doing anything for their character. They they like men that, um you know, maybe read, but they don't read or they think, you know, like this beautiful man on TV, like he's so gorgeous, but they haven't shaved their legs since November or they haven't, you know, they don't, they don't care for their physical body. They don't, they, they don't eat well, or they don't all, everything we do is sending a message to the opposite sex. If you're sending a message that says, I don't value me. I don't understand that God gave me his presence first. And I'm going to that first every, every morning that he gave me my purpose. And then he's going to give me a, a partner in this. It's going to get all... And I'd say up. that goes both ways, doesn't it? Absolutely. So men who don't take care of themselves, who stay playing video games, who don't want to work, so not who sexy. stay stuck in their addictions, right? What is that going to I mean, I wouldn't want to have sex with them either, honestly. No. Right. So I, I don't feel super sorry for them. <laughs> okay, so you got presence, you got work purpose, and you've got... Then you get a woman. Then you get a woman. And I love what Valentin says, that he had to give <laughs> Adam the woman after Adam named the animals where he'd been way too distracted. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so, okay. So you've got those three. And so yeah. what comes out of that? Life. Okay. Life and family. And God is a God of family. That's advancing the kingdom is when a man knows his, his purpose, when he goes first to the present, you get, you and I are very different. Like you get up first thing in the morning. First thing you do is you seek the presence of the Lord. Sometimes it's when you go for a walk. Sometimes it's listening to scripture Sometimes, but you do that every morning or every day you're seeking that first. And then I don't know if you realize it, but after you have your coffee and you have that time, you're even happier to see me. Yeah. I can't wait to get you your coffee or your tea. I know. Or your, Thank yes. you. Whatever mood I'm Hours in. later. No, just kidding. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> I think morning is evil. And I think we should all stay up. My best work is 2.30 in the morning. Come on. Yeah. We're on opposite schedule. Yes. But you got Good. it, babe. Okay. So you you get presence, you get purpose, you, you get the woman, um, your partner. And then you create life, mm -hmm. you subdue, mm -hmm. you take, you, you advance, you take and the you kingdom, make the earth look like the garden of Eden. And that's why we keep having children. Yes. That's why we keep doing what we do. And there's hope. Yes. Please don't give up hope. Like the, we don't know how, I mean, we could be here for five more minutes. I don't know if something's not going to happen when I go to the post office right now. I don't know if I'm like something's happened to my truck. But her truck, do you catch that? My truck. Yes. But I might be here till I'm 80. I don't, but I, I don't want to live my life. Like today might be the last day. I want to live my life. Like I have more time to figure this out, to be the best that I can be so that I can advance that in other people. Women are not going to follow a woman who's so insecure. She doesn't want to leave her house. Women are not going to follow a woman who doesn't take care of herself. Like if you are a strong woman, you're looking for another strong woman. You want to look to someone who's who's gone that path before you. And if you are a boy, you need to find one man that you can say, it doesn't have to be your father, but it has to be one man that's like, I've humbled myself in this, or I go to the presence of the Lord every morning first. And then I know that he's going to tell me what my work and my purpose is. And then I might have a woman in a family, but I can't mess up that order. Yeah. And I would won't be able to lead it. I would say that. that to a lot of you young guys that are killing it and crushing it in, in, in your work and 
I, I you know, I, I, it's kind of embarrassing sometimes. My our twenty one year old, he's almost twenty one, gets frustrated uh, when you know these guys on TikTok will say, "If you're if you're twenty six, you don't have two Lamborghinis." And First of all, they're all wild. right. They're all little boys. Uh, and they're which I love that. Go go make the money. But if you're doing that before the presence, you're not gonna you're not gonna attract the right woman. Okay, you're, you're not gonna, gonna attract quality people. Period. You're just not going. To. You're gonna attract other people that are living for the next twenty four hours and their ego. So God literally laid it out to us in the first book of the Bible. Yeah, first He it, says you're born in goodness. Yeah, right. You're Genesis one. You're good. Very good. Repenting. You're very good. When very you good. repent, you get back to your original goodness, your original design, which is goodness. Then He says, "Hey." I'm going to come walk with you in the cool of the day. We're going to get into presence where you're going to get to know me. I, you're going to allow the father to father you. And from that, I'm going to get my purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get why I'm on the planet. I have a lot of young people say to me all the time, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with my And they life. want us to tell them like, yeah, like we're supposed to create tell them. you. Right. I don't know. So then, right. <laughs> you and should probably ask the one that created that, you. The right relationships find me yeah. because I'm doing the properness. I'm yes. in goodness. I know I'm good. Yeah. I know I'm born to be loved. I know that. I know that if I get into his presence, I'm going to say, father, what are you doing today? Let's do that. Yeah. I know I'm going to be following his lead and not having to try to fix it or make it up on my own. Like right now we're moving. There's crazy stuff going on. We're Boxes headed to Mexico everywhere. to a, to a conference with a bunch of Gen Z, which we're excited about. But we, we, I can't make all this happen. I can't financially make it happen. I can't. And then I get manipulative and I try to, I'm trying to fix it. And God's like, stop, get into my presence. Let me lead you. You know, your purpose because you're in my presence mm. and your woman's got your back. You've, you've attracted the right person. So you're okay. Right. And so that's huge. That's amazing. I know you should teach this stuff. <laughs> you should listen when I teach. Okay. Anything else you want to tell us? Man? No, there's so much more. Yeah, the same thing I always want to tell men. We right. need you. We want you. The earth doesn't work without you. Please don't give up. Mm. Please. If you need to go into a cave and get some healing and get some peace, do it. But please come back out because if it's very simple, we'll wrap this up with what's happening on the earth right now. If you can castrate the men or you can kill the men or you can destroy the men or you can take hope away from the men, you've taken out our first line of defense. And the enemy can get to the women and children much easier. Wow. So take it as a compliment that all hell has come against your gender because it wouldn't come against you if we didn't so desperately need you in order for creation to function the way it's supposed so to good. function. And you know, the the enemy has figured this out a long time ago. Genghis Khan would, mm -hmm. would, would put the women and children of his warriors behind them about 100 to 200 yards. And, the, and he'd tell them, if the if the enemy breaks through this line, they're going to rape your wives and kill your children. Or keep and his slaves. warriors fought yep. even harder. If the enemy has flipped this on us, we need to flip it back, right? We're the we're the ones that stand on the front Absolutely. line. Absolutely. We're the ones that are the foundation. Let's sew up the cracks. Go to mandate456.org. Let's get on this thing. Let's start building community. Let's do some more discipleship. And let's do life together. Thanks, babe. You're freaking awesome. No. Thanks for being my wife. You're welcome. And my friend. Nobody else can handle it. My lover. Haha. <laughs> uh -huh. See you guys. <laughs>